Silence of the Lambs prequel details how uni student Lecter worked at a corn factory to fund his hat collection, but was sacked for drinking on the job. Now that is uh, a message that Bush is reading out that is applicable to uh, something you're <laughs> you're going to hear in the latest episode of the Home Time podcast. You're probably getting very excited at the thought of it. Let us not get in the way of the podcast. You're going to love it. Say that I live, I live for the sound of our baby daughter burping uh, at the moment. It's all about the burp with baby Stella, uh, and I, I do feel like uh, I don't want anyone else's parenting skills or like what, what you think of them. But I feel like I'm a pro level winder <laughs> in terms of the three or four manoeuvres that I've got to get her to do the burp after she's had her milk. And uh, you know, she can't settle until she's been burped. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sits there in a little baby grow with her face all scrunched up in pain. But once the burp is out, uh, it's pure relief and she goes to sleep. So it's an important thing, a thing to be able to do. And you need to think sometimes maybe grown-ups need to be burped. When was the last time you burped a grown-up? Pat uh, on the back. Yeah, that's a very good one. I'd say I'm pro-level at uh, just doing it myself. Do <laughs> Self-burping. Yeah. But do you know what? Sometimes uh, a, a sound uh, uh, like that can um, give you kind of like endorphins. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The, the sound of that burp. Once I know that she's had her little burp, it's all good. Hand her back over. We can all go to sleep. Everything's going to be fine. So I thought, in honour of little baby Stella this hour... What's your favourite sound? I'd love to be able to offer you something as as wonderful, as poetic and as romantic as uh, the sound of a belch from uh, a wonderful, uh, cute little baby. I can't. The sound that I love right now is the turning on, turning on of our dishwasher. You are joking me. No, I'm not joking you. The, the noise when the dishwasher goes on? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so good, what's so good about that? Um, so I, I'd say I'm a pro-level dishwasher stacker. Okay, okay, I'm not. I'm the worst, so, so this is interesting. I wonder whether there is almost the reward for me of putting it on after I've packed it so perfectly. Uh-huh. But I love the series of noises it makes when I turn it on. Is there a particular brand that does this? I think we've got a Bosch. Okay. I, <laughs> I do believe we might have a Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come back to you on that one tomorrow. I can't remember what the brand is, but the series of electric whirs and whooshes that it makes in the first 20 seconds, I just love. I stand there and, and listen, and then I move off. It's delayed gratification with the dishwasher as well, isn't it? Because sometimes it just stops for a bit. Yeah. It makes you wait, and then it goes... And you go, here we go. <laughs> it's off, It's yeah. good, but it's the sound of, of, of a, a job well done. Exactly, same as, what it is. Same as the baby yeah. burp. Chris Kirk says he loves the sound of a driver striking a golf ball. And Matt Batterson has tweeted to say he loves the sound of breaking the seal on a fresh coffee jar. Living the dream yeah, right there. Yeah. Now, I sadly offered up uh, our dishwasher starting off. Uh, Martin's got in touch, claiming that his dishwasher plays the intro to 20th Century Boy by T-Rex. Martin, mate, um, don't want to start a fight first hour of the show, but I'm, I'm going to put you down as a, a Walter Mitty-type character, unless you're willing to phone up and play the noise of your dishwasher down yeah. the phone to us. and if you can, do do that. Because actually that would be better than what we've got planned right the way through till 7 o'clock. Uh, Claire says, that a hardback book closing. It's so satisfying. Good honour. Mark mm-hmm. says, uh, the siren followed by the Zed Cars theme. Come on, you oh, blue boys. That's what you walk after, isn't it? It is. And Ariana says, the sound of a lid coming off a board game. A fellow nerd. I did mention about dishwasher cycle starting off my Bosch dishwasher. Uh, Bazza has texted, as well as the electric words, I'm with Richie on this one. Ours makes a very satisfying gurgle noise at the start of the cycle. I apologise if I've 
taking his two dishwashers. There's the other person as well who, who mentioned about the start of theirs sounding like a, a 20th century boy. 20th century boy by T-Rex. Yeah. That's surely a dishwasher doesn't make that sound. <laughs> We're going to have to <laughs> prove it one way or the other before five o'clock on this show tonight. Charlotte says her favourite sound is the sizzle of cold water hitting a hot pan. Uh, Matt Grimsby says one of my favourite sounds, opening screen when you turn on the PlayStation 1, even to this day. Uh, Andrew, tell us yours. It's the uh, sound of the, of the widget when you open a can of Guinness. Um, I'm a big Guinness fan, and the sound that... That it makes when you pull the pull yeah. the ring pull. Good noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do yeah. You know, I, I went I went to a, a night out in Liverpool not that long ago, and uh, the person who ran the B and B we were staying at was very pleased with himself. He got this new thing with Guinness where you pour the flat Guinness into a pint glass, and then you put it on this metal plate, and like a little pew, a sonar thing goes through it, and it makes it bubble yeah, up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's not the, it's yeah, not the yeah. same though as the widget. Do you know what I mean? Wow. It's got to be a widget. It's got to be a widget. It's got to be a widget. Andrew, uh, I just want you, before we uh, let you go and get a song on, uh, to have the chance one more time to do your impression of it, because I feel we talked over you a little bit, and it's so good. It's a good point. Before you do it, we will get our producer, Adem, to put some echoes on it as well and give it the kind of uh, platform it deserves. So, please, take it away. Just go for it. Very good. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. You're a star. Thanks for the great work. Uh, hi, chaps. My favourite sound is the crackle when stuff gets sucked up into the hoover. Oh, yeah. Also, our printer plays Allez Le Bleu when it starts up, says Danielle in Guildford. Maybe inanimate objects are just having a great old time, <laughs> keeping themselves entertained. Do you know what I mean? I feel bad. I've encouraged stuff like this with the mention of the dishwasher stuff earlier. I, I must apologise. Well, we're talking about your favourite sounds on the show tonight. Nick says his favourite sound would be the words, sorry, Mr O'Connor. Carol, but Mrs. Brown's boys has been cancelled. That's a little bit harsh. You're getting a bit of stick on Twitter for that. But yeah, go back to the dishwasher thing. There's, there's this background thing that's been going on with uh, people talking about their dishwashers that either play songs or make noises that sound like famous songs. Yeah. Just to try and zero in on this and get a bit of evidence, we've got Angela on the line right now who owns one of said dishwashers that make sounds. Uh, Angela, yours plays 20th Century Boy, right? Yes, I totally agree. It sounds like 20th Century Boy. Okay, so you. You go on, yeah. My husband argues that it sounds like the beginning of the hills by the weekend. Okay, so it's got quite a repertoire. Your dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what what make is your dishwasher? By the way, just so we know, and other people listening think, oh, mine does that. Uh, it's either Beaker or Becker, depending upon how you pronounce it. Brilliant. Okay. So, uh, would you be willing to demo the sound on your dishwasher live on Home Time right now, so other people can listen to it? We're all talking about sounds in this first hour of the show. Totally. Yeah. Great. Well, looking forward to this. Yeah, we're ready. Take it away. I'm hoping it does it now. Hold on a second, here we go. Did you hear that? I did hear two very quiet and muffled (laughs) technical noises that could possibly have been at the rhythm of 20th Century Boy. It sounds like the guitar bit at the start, but is there any way of giving us another little go of it just so we can hear it better? I'll put it on speakerphone, hold on. I'm trying a different cycle as well. Okay, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, here we go. I have to say, I take it all back. Well, let's let's have a little listen. This is what the start of 20th Century Boy sounds like. Do you know what? I think she's onto a winner there. I'm going to see you doing summer season in Butlins with that. That's fantastic. (laughs) 
Emma in Worcester, for example, says, uh, Guys, my favourite sound is my horse whinnying uh, when I walk into the barn in the morning. Shows that she loves me, but she puts in brackets, Who am I kidding? She knows I'm going to feed her. Fair play. <laughs> uh, all the dishwasher chat from earlier has gotten in the way with uh, 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 things like this. Big Al, plastering in St Albans. Favourite sound? Spitfire Merlin engine at full chat. What is that good sounds it? It's a great sound. I remember being at some kind of uh, great British proms event in a stately castle and uh, all sorts of patriotic music was being played and then unexpectedly suddenly a spitfire flew out. It was great. Hairs on the back of my neck stood up. That's a, if that's, I'm worried for him though. That's his favourite sound because how, how often are you going to hear a spitfire going over the top of your head? Well, thankfully very rarely these days but when it does, <laughs> it's special. Last night I went to the uh, cinema and went to see the latest Kingsman movie last night. Uh, third film they've done in the series, but this one's a prequel. First two kind of existed together. This one they've gone back in time. I'll say no more. But it did get me think about sequels. It's a bit of a growing trend for them, isn't it, really? Uh, sorry, prequels, not sequels. Oh, yeah, I mean, there were, uh, five, ten years ago, I think the prequel wasn't even a thing. No. It wasn't a thing at all. Now, suddenly, everyone's having a prequel. Kind of all started, potentially, maybe, with the whole uh, Star Wars thing. Getting the originals, that original three, and then thinking, there's more in this, let's go and do some prequels. Yeah, what we need is like uh, some kind of stupid <laughs> alien called Binks or whatever walking around doing wisecracks. That's what we need. But as I was uh, heading home last night after this this Kingsman prequel, I was thinking to myself, there's, uh, there's untapped resources here. What is the next great prequel? Doesn't exist just yet, okay? Uh -huh. So take an existing classic, but give it the prequel treatment. I'm going to put forward Dumb and Dumber. What, the, the backstory to Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, the backstory. No, no, don't laugh at me. <laughs> I can't even remember what was, what was going on. <laughs> the just... backstory to how did Harry and Lloyd become mates? That's a good point. Did they just, you know, mess around at school? One was maybe the class brainy kid, the other lured him across to the, the foolish side. I don't know. It's endless, but would you watch another Dumb and Dumber film? Of course you would. It'd be a road movie at least, wouldn't it? Those still yeah, on a road trip. Absolutely. So Dumb and Dumber, the prequel. It's the greatest next one. Uh, do you know what you just mentioned Star Wars there? I'd love to know uh, the backstory to the cantina band. There you go. Remember the band that are playing in the cantina or whatever? That would be fantastic just to find out what was going on there. Can I do a TV one as well? Of course you can. Uh, first ever uh, episode ever of EastEnders. Mm -hmm. Right, there's a fella dead in a seat. Yeah. Old fella. Yeah. Uh, and Ali Osman and uh, Dirty Den burst through the door to see if he's OK and obviously yeah. he's dead, God bless him. And I've always thought about that fella. Like, he's an actor, obviously. Yeah. He never got a chance to shine, did he? No, it's good What was his story? What led him to be there? He's the, that was the first scene in EastEnders all those years ago. I'd love to see a little backstory to that. Episode minus one of EastEnders. What a great thought. Total prequel. Right, OK, here we go. I think we're off and away on this. Uh, the backdrop of Watchdog here with people taking phone calls about the film mistake that Richie's just made. Let's just start with that then, Richie. Do you want to just explain what you've done? OK, so I went to see the Kingsman prequel last night and as I'm coming home, I'm thinking, this is a great idea. Let's let's look for the next great prequel. Uh, and I, I suggested a few moments ago that a, a prequel should be made <laughs> um, to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. How did Harry meet Lloyd? You're very excited about it, weren't you? I thought it was a great idea. And to back me up, it was such a great idea, it was done in 2003. Unbelievable. The, the irony <laughs> of not knowing that they've done a prequel of Dumb and Dumber... ...is not lost on me. Um, I've looked it up. It's <laughs> well, I didn't have to, because loads of you sent links to it. Uh, Dumb and Dumberer, 
2003. Uh, my defence, IMDb rating of 3.4 out of 10. Went under the radar in many ways. Yeah, probably a good thing. But I stick with it as an idea, OK? If you can see past the fact that I've, I've, I've made a mess and haven't identified Dumb and Dumberer, what is the next great prequel? There's some good stuff coming in. Someone says prequel to Apocalypse Now, which probably could be called Apocalypse Then. Uh, Liam says it's got to be The Karate Kid, the backstory to Mr Maggie. Back to the future, the Doc Brown origin story has been suggested by uh, Anthony uh, for our search for the next great prequel, although, as Anthony does say, isn't that actually Back to the Future 3? That's a good point. It's a bit of a dumb and dumber again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam says, what about the prequel to Mad Max before he went mad? Could it be called Tad Angry Max or a bit Miff Max? Thank you for that. Uh, right, James, what's the next great prequel? It's Jaws. I mean... What happened before the shark turned up? What was it? What was he doing? <laughs> Who? What was he? What the shark? What Chief Brody? What right. was he doing? It's a very good point. I, I think actually he does comment that that nothing goes on in this town, doesn't he? Yeah. So what's he gone there for a oh, for a chill out or what? I don't know. What's he gone there? So for? you questioning the integrity of Chief Brody? Then you are saying maybe he was a little bit slack and the whole Jaws thing kept him on his toes? I don't know because he said he come from New York. You see, New York City. He couldn't even take your kids to school without, you know, you had to walk them to the school. And then he said, oh, I've come here and uh, there ain't been a shooting or a murder in this town for 25 years. So so what you're suggesting is in Chief Brody's career in New York, he's obviously been disciplined and been put in some coastal backwater. Yes. And the prequel is discovering what Chief Brody did wrong in New York. No, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. Okay. I'm saying, why has he, he gone to Amity to go and have a chill-out for, Yeah. Okay, that's a fair point. I mean, you could you could have the, the backstory to the shark. I mean, what was the shark up to before it got so damn angry with everyone? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. That is true. Uh, James, thank, the shark up to? thank you for putting so much uh, effort and energy into your pitch for this particular movie. <laughs> Brilliant uh, suggestions coming in for prequels. We've got Ross on the line. Ross, what is your movie prequel idea? I have to be Die Hard. John McClane as a young rookie New York cop. Yes, and obviously there's the, the background to Die Hard is John falling out with his missus, really, as well. Well, that's it, I How did they meet? How did they become estranged? What went on there? Because, you know, it's hinted at in the original, but I'd like to see it a bit, a bit deeper. So who would uh, who would be in the right? Would we feel sorry for Holly or would we feel sorry for John McClane? Oh, I think you'd probably have to feel sorry for John McClane. I think he's just a young, up-and-coming cop, wants to be a detective, and she gets fed up with him working all the time. Uh, forgive my ignorance, in any of the three movies, do, is, does Holly appear in them? Only in the first one. Does she? She's the... She's the well, she goes by Holly Gennaro, I think, in the, the original Die Hard. You're a bit of a die-hard uh, expert, my friend. That could be your specialist subject on uh, on Mastermind. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, to be fair. I'm just, a, I'm just a fan, that's all it is. It's a great suggestion, Ross. Yeah. I think it's got to happen. Well, listen, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hey, and uh, anyone you would cast as the young John McClane in this in this Ooh, film? Good question. Oh, uh, someone like maybe Taron Edgerton, I think, would have the, the you know, he would, he would be good in that part. Fantastic. Hey, I don't want to go too film chatty, but I wish he was in the uh, the Kingsman prequel last night. Might have made it better. It might have made it better. <laughs> Paul says, Willy Wonka, the prequel, is just called Willy. 
How he discovered he was so good with chocolate, maybe won some court, a kind of Great British Bake Off reality show, then went on to Wonka Stardom. He also did, I think, a Big Brother season before hitting the big time. <laughs> Loving your work. Your prequel ideas. One more from Dan. Got to be A Team. How it began, how they met during the war. Be a great series. Keep them coming. It's home time with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio on a Wednesday night. It's the radio show that's got a radio station for every decade. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. So, we had a winner last night. One of you could be winning 500 quid, the final bit of money that we've got in the bank for this competition. Huge amount of cash, 500 pounds. What about that? Uh, as we go through the decades, can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio decade stations? To win on the line to play, we have George. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Bush and Richie. How are you two? We're good, good. George. Now, last time this got won, uh, it was then won on consecutive days. So we had a winner and then someone followed up with a win the next day as well. So mm. if that's how things work, if that's the universe of Through the Decades, you're due a win today as well. I, I am hoping that that uh, comes true, but unfortunately I haven't got my hair cut or gone to Weatherspoons. Yes. So I'm hoping that's not the lucky omen that but you have to do to win. That was the routine of, it was James from yesterday, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he went to Weatherspoons, he got his hair cut, his day just got better and better. So what have you done today that might indicate that you've got some good luck still coming to you? Um, I've been speaking to internal and, ex and external auditors all day. How much fun can you have in one day? It's wow. going to be a push, I'd say. It's going to be yeah. hard to beat that, that's for sure. Right, yeah. uh, these are the rules. You know them. Uh, seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present day. Uh, you'll have 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven questions correct. You can't pass on a question. And when the time's up, the game ends. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Good lad, George. Can history repeat itself? Let's find out. Which decade would you like to start with? Let's do the same as James. Let's start in the 90s. Oh, oh, oh. see what you're doing. OK, good luck. Uh, George, let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 90s, which Brit directed the 1996 film Train Spotting? Uh, not Irvin Berlin. Uh, 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 no, Irvin, he wrote it, didn't he? Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Was it Irvin? It wasn't Irving. Irving. No. No. Um, and it wasn't uh, Madonna. It wasn't Guy Ritchie. No. Think Olympics. Uh, Olympic opening ceremony. Oh, um, oh, oh, this isn't going well. <laughs> um... <laughs> His name's gone. His name's it's gone. gone. It's not James. It's not, no. Uh... It's not Susan. Do you know what I'd do, right? No. If I can't remember a name, think of Stan Boardman and it pops into your head. Uh, no. No, it's not worth it. No, because no, all I can think of is that w the, the interview with Des O'Connor. That's not going to help me. <laughs> uh, it's a good chat, not, this. Not, yeah, I'm not going to say that word either. Um, um, uh, Danny Boyle. Yes! <laughs> Naughties. I think we'll just leave it there. There's no point asking any other questions. You're a loser and you have lost. You are trapped forever in the noughties, George. It's a nightmare when a name just goes out of your head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did then as well. If anyone's listening right now and you have, and genuinely, I think of Stan Borman, the Scouse comedian, yeah. and it will make the other name pop into your head. If you've got a way of 
getting rid of that thing, that situation where you get a block on a name or a place, tell us about it. Karma Chameleon works if you're trying to get rid of an earworm. Sing Karma oh. Chameleon to yourself, you'll get rid of the other one. We've got more hacks. More hacks. Yes. Um, hard luck, George. Uh, so, no winner today. We're back to what we know. Um, so, we play again tomorrow. That could be you doing that. As we said earlier on, this is our final 500 quid on this at the moment, so make sure you bag it. If you can't wait until then to play, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco Mobile. It's an honour to welcome to the show our, our brother in arms uh, from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. It's Dave Berry himself. Dave, how are you doing? Good to have you on. Gentlemen, hello, listeners, how are you all? Bush, let me just start by saying we haven't spoken in a little while. Congratulations, man. Amazing news. Rafa is gone. That is, I'm equally happy about ba- both Baby and Benitez. I'll be honest with you, but thank you very much, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, Dave, I feel like uh, we're a little bit um, like the people who get homework in very, very last minute here. Uh, entries close this Friday for Absolute Radio U. Uh, get involved, absoluteradio.co.uk. Um, you've been speaking to so many people. It's, it, it's you who are refereeing uh, the choice of who ends up getting this this big privilege of a pop-up station about themselves. We want to turn the spotlight on you, the songs that you'd be playing. Right, OK, OK. Well, listen, you know, first of all, I would like to say thank you and a big well done to everybody who has applied to have their own absolute radio station. It's, as we know, gentlemen, and I, and I don't mean to come across too kind of sycophantic here, but... We are blessed with such fantastic listeners and we'd hope that once we said that we would be able to give one of them their own station, that the passion for music and the the love and care they have for friends and family members and how funny and witty they are would come across. And each and every application has been a pleasure to read. So it's not going to be an easy decision. And earlier this morning on The Breakfast Show, we spoke to a listener named Natalie who wanted to include some Disney songs and some uh, songs from theatre, musical theatre. So already our boss thinks she should be the winner. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like she played to the crowd with that one. But it's going to be a very tough decision. Um, But when it comes to me... um, I want to start. It's tough being a Dave. It can be <laughs> challenging at times. And even when the festive period comes around and us Daves would expect some kind of respite, some numpties come along with a feature like the 12 days of Christmas or something. And it's all up again, you know? We like to keep Daves on, on their toes, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm just jealous I never get asked to come on. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm leaning into my Daveness. My Absolute Radio U is for Daves Everywhere, and my five songs, therefore, are The Beatles, A Dave in the Life. Oh, yes. <laughs> Phil Collins, Another Dave in Paradise. I like this. That's a strong I one. like this. It's getting better. Do you know what? They were the best two. No, actually, Bush, you're wrong. They're getting worse. <laughs> tell you what, tell you what, tell you what. Tell you what. Then... Say the artist, and we'll see if we can guess the Dave song. Okay, good idea. Okay, here we go. Prince. Oh, oh, let's Dave crazy. When Dave's cry. Oh. <laughs> okay, go again. That's, that's called the end of the okay. football season, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the cure. Oh, 
Uh, so, so I mean, Dave, I'm in love. Dave, don't cry. Oh, Bush, you're going to get half a point because it's Friday. Friday. Oh. There's a, there's a game show in this, Dave. There's a game show in this. <laughs> One more. Blankety okay. Dave. Blankety Dave. <laughs> If you do that on breakfast, that's fine. <laughs> if you get this one, I'll give you a point each. Mariah Carey featuring boys to men. <laughs> oh, the oh. end of the Dave. Oh, that's much better. No, that was just boys to men. I've got one sweet Dave. One oh. sweet Dave. <laughs> that's good. That's this, good, Richard. If you listen to this right now and you've got any other Dave-based songs, we could have a whole Dave to base. Yes, a Dave to base. Eight twelve fifteen. Fantastic. It's going to be a hell of a challenge, though, isn't it? To, to sit down and go through these brilliant suggestions that people have come up with. And I guess that the the thing is, do you do you play to the the crowd and go for what you think loads of people are going to love, or you just want to be? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to have your own radio station. So maybe you just want to pick what you want to hear. You know. Bush, that, that's such an interesting point. And one of the things that has been at the front of my mind is we really don't want to kind of have absolute radio lights. We don't just want someone to maybe select uh, some of the brilliant songs we already play and leave it there. You know, again, all jokes aside, speaking to Natalie this morning on The Breakfast Show, she had selected the Food Fighters and she selected... Um, Aerophonics, and we've had people select David Bowie and stuff like that. So great artists, great bands that, you know, we our audience love, but they've also brought something else to the table. And I think that's key as we head to closing the entries for this on Friday is to have a little think about that. Do you know what? I mean, if you want to listen to Absolute Radio Light, stick Virgin Radio on. Ding! <laughs> 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 Ding! <laughs> Dave, you're a busy man, because aside from judging uh, who's going to get this pop-up radio station, you have a new podcast we see this morning. I do, yes. Dave Berry's Doctor Next Door uh, launched today. Both episodes are available from wherever you do your pod dealings. And... Um, it's great to have it out there. It basically came about because we, we moved, because we became parents and we needed a little bit more space. And with moving to a new house, obviously, Karma's having to learn a new bin routine. That's the priority. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, there also comes new neighbours. And it just so happens that my neighbour, who I've become obsessed with, is uh, Dr. Neil Srinivasan, who is a medical expert and one of the world's leading cardiologists. So... He would come and sit at the kitchen table or we'd be socially distanced in the garden having a beer and my kind of radio DJ, I'm interviewing Liam Gallagher instincts would kick in, <laughs> but with a leading cardiologist. <laughs> and Neil was so open and honest that I thought we should make this a podcast. So as I say, you know, um, this highly qualified medical professional is talking about how you kill your hangover, uh, what songs he likes to listen to before he does open heart surgery, how healthy can people get in the month of January, sex, yay or nay. That wasn't an offer to him, by the way. That was a genuine <laughs> question. Uh, is vaping bad for you? Um, so there's all of that stuff. And then, you know, there's a, a little bit from our neighbourhood and what's going on around our area. And it's all set at the kitchen table. And I'm very proud of it. And Neil's kind of colleagues and contemporaries are are saying that they're really enjoying it as well, which means a lot. And it's uh, there's uh, many platforms on social media and on our website for people to get in touch. If they've got any questions yeah. for the doctor that they want answered, then it's the place to come. Can I, can I, can I uh, put in a question for you to ask him down the line of the podcast? 
Of course, God. I think I know what yours is going to be. I saw a picture of it at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Um, Denial. Denial, yeah. I don't want it made bigger. I'm fine with it as it is. That's it. Uh, so the question I'd love to ask right, uh, for him is, are they ever tempted to draw any silly stuff on someone with that black pen before they put them under for the operation? <laughs> or sign it? Does he ever sign anyone once he's done them? So, Doctor, have you ever signed a limb before you've done someone? I will make a note of that for next time we're around the kitchen table. Thank I you. I love that. I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we better let you get some beauty sleep, not that you need much, um, and uh, we will look forward to chatting to you soon at absoluteradio.co.uk for entries for Absolute Radio U. Boys, before I, before I go, I'm sorry. You've been so generous of your time on your always brilliant show. I need to know one of the questions on the questionnaire... Who would be your dream guest if you were to have Absolute Radio U? Bush, I'll start with you. Dream guest for me would be Everton left-winger from the 80s, Kevin Sheedy. <laughs> A man cut from the Matt Dyson cloth there in guest spirits. 100%. Um, <laughs> what would you go for, Richie? Who would you go for? The greatest actor of all time. Oh, no. Oh, no, this could be... It's Nicolas Cage. Oh, I mean, yeah, he'd be great. I'd go for Dave Judy Dench. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, sorry, go. One last one here before you let me go. I love you, boys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Speak to you later. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so there you go. There's the show. The one thing we we didn't have time for actually, because it all got a bit crazy, was what you actually thought of the the Kingsman movie. Because you went there with your uh, your strapping fireman friend James. <laughs> Not great. Oh really? No, I I absolutely loved the uh, the first two Kingsman movies, but this one. A prequel, as we were discussing uh-huh. in uh, in the, uh, the the show that you've just heard, but they've chosen to. I won't give out any spoilers if you choose to go and see it, despite my, my review. Um, but they they choose to set this prequel to Kingsman in the Great War. Okay, so kind of nineteen fifteen eighteen y type yeah, era, which maybe I'm being old fashioned, but I just found a little bit crass. Oh, really? So you weren't you weren't happy about it at all? No, I wasn't. No, no, I don't you know. Two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. 